You don't have to work and slave. Plenty electricity. Do it for you. Johnny Jupiter, a human, more or less. Major Domo, chief of the robots. Presto, it's still in one piece. Say, that's slick. Come on, tell us how you did it, Now time for the Magic Apple Minute. Prestidigitation, illusion, and two damn funny guys. And now, here's your host from Studio City, magician Brent Garris and Will Roberts. All right, welcome to the Magic Apple Radio Show. And uh, boy, are we ready to go today. Uh, just to tell you who we are, of course, uh, I'm magician Will Roberts. And of course, my co-host, Brent Garris from the Magic Apple Store in uh, Studio City. Come on, beautiful, sunny Southern California. Is it really right now? No, no, it's lousy right now, but it's awesome. It's good fall weather, dude. It's good it, fall. It's like Halloween-y weather. It's the best. And Which is really kind of weird because it's Halloween-y weather after the weenie weather. I mean, it, it was like really, really hot. And my kids were out trick-or-treating going, Dad, I'm sweating. And, you know, but now, finally, the day after or so, it's finally uh, kicks into the fall. It's perfect. I hope it stays like this through, you know, February. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Hey, uh, we got a great show today, all kinds of fun stuff. And a special guest. Who is that special guest, by the way? Uh, this is the only, this is the resident bar magician and current close-up magician of the year. This is Mike Bichotta. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm very excited to be here. Well, we're we have dancing girls in the studio here. You can't see them, and we have fireworks and stuff. <laughs> That's why I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, but you're exactly. close enough to West Hollywood that I think they're not really dancing girls. Uh, well, you never oh, know. Sorry about that. Uh, two years ago, Mike won the close-up magician of the year, and then again this current year, um, and has a DVD out. That although the Magic Apple produced, he sells at his lectures and stuff called Subterranean Deceptions. Yes. I want to kind of banter a little bit about magic with him before we get into the actual ta-da. It's, it's mic time because, um, you know, first of all, we talk a little bit about the history and some other stuff going on. Before we do anything, I want to tell folks where they can get a hold of us, okay? So a couple places you can get us, of course. You can get us on Twitter, Instagram, and all that fun stuff. Also, you can go to the Magic Apple, uh, of course, dot com which is the site, and uh, introducing the new uh, MagicAppleRadioShow.com, which will allow you to see great articles, information, uh, some spotlight magic, and this week you'll see Mike's um, little profile and talking about what's going on, and you can actually click and listen to the show and all this other fun stuff. Plus, you can see the DVD that you actually produced because you're in it, Brent, and um, it's kind of neat talking about uh, bar magic, which I absolutely love, and I'll, and I'll tell you, a little bit later why I think it's probably the best sort of magic out there uh, to learn all the things about magic, not just how to perform, you know, do the, the technique parts, but on, on how to uh, perform it and how it make you a much more rounded magician if you kind of get this stuff under your belt. But before we go on to anything else, Brent, here's the intro. This program will present a factually oriented historical survey of magic. Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. But that trick never worked. This time for Sure. Resto! Hey, uh, let's just talk about the history of magic in regards to bar magic. And Mike, let me ask you, what is the history? I mean, bars, magic, is it really just uh, like street magic that was brought into a, a pub? A any background on uh, that stuff? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I, as far as I know, bar magic started in Chicago. Um, and, you, you know, there's still that influence there, of course, but you had yeah. guys like Hiba Habao and um, 
you know, that this that's that's where I started. But I don't think it's like street magic brought into there. But it seems to me the most natural environment to do close up magic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I already have a a table in between us basically. Mm-hmm. Um you're there to have a good time. You're all facing me. It, it's uh it seems a logical place to do close up magic. And this is more than just you and I, Will, going into a bar as customers with buddies drinking beers and stuff. This is Mike working at a bar, serving drinks, taking a break, and then doing magic shows, like a legit put your drinks down, enjoy the show kind of thing. And like Mike said, with he's behind the bar. Right. So he also has the use of the bar uh, to do some magical things if he needs to, some magical secret locations and things. Absolutely. It's it's kind of the longest version of a close-up table with the savant and everything that you could possibly imagine because you can just walk it and work it and uh, utilize whatever you need to do. So let's talk a little bit about uh, in regards to doing bar magic. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Were you a bartender that went, hey, you know, I could do this? Or are you a magician or both? Or how'd that work out? Well, I remember, you know, when I was probably seven years old, I was supposed to be asleep in bed, and I wasn't. I was up, and I had my little desk lamp on, and I was practicing mixing drinks. Wow. Like, one day, <laughs> wow. I did too, Mike, but I had to serve it to my alcoholic <laughs> father. My parents would try those drinks. <laughs> um, no, of course, magic came first for me. In fact, I learned to bartend at the Magic Castle. Oh. Uh, I had never bartended a day in my life. Although when I first moved to Los Angeles about 14 years ago, my plan that whole time was to become a magician. Um, thinking that it would be a lot easier to get a bartending job than it was. It turns out that in Los Angeles, that's a popular gig. <laughs> yes, it is. Because it leaves actors open to have their uh, their auditions during the day, and they could make right. pretty good money at night. I had zero experience bartending, so they took a chance on me and taught me how to bartend in order to do that job. He works with the hat and the hair at uh, the castle. Do you start at that bar? Yes, I did. Well, yeah, I, I, from night one, they just kind of put me on my own and said, this is... Here you go. And, you know, I, I had a little book with recipes and people would ask for drinks and I'd look them up. Oh. <laughs> so it, it was on the job it. training for sure. Oh, absolutely. So where'd you come from when you said you came to Los Angeles? Uh, from Colorado originally. Okay. Doc, from, Docs from area. Pueblo. Yeah. Okay. What's that, Will? I said Docs area. Yeah. A uh, couple, uh, three hours south of him. Yeah. Great. Three, four hours south of him, yeah. I'm from uh, southern Colorado, Pueblo, Colorado. Pueblo, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I certainly uh, knew of the Tower Bar and Doc and uh, Eric Mead. Right. So uh, I think in the beginning of the show I had mentioned that one of the things about bar or, you know, th- that type of magic that I believe personally, and please let me know what your thoughts are on this, is that I believe doing bar magic is, is probably one of the best ways of being able to really become a really good, sharp, uh, in many ways, magician uh, in the sense that technically and also because you're reading people. Now, of course, you are possibly reading people people who are slightly shifted in their um, perception in some ways, but uh, does that make it easier or harder if you're dealing with people? I know the answer for me, but for you, is it harder to entertain people at a bar or is it easier? Uh, I don't know that it's easier. It's just what I do, but I, you know, flight time I think is the most important thing. So anytime that you're in front of an audience, be it at a bar or be it Mm -hmm. in the showroom or, 
if you're doing show after show after show, then your techniques are going to be good. And right. any magic is reading people, right? If you're not, if you're just going through a bunch of motions and not paying attention to your spectators and playing off of them, then you're missing a big part of it anyway. But sure, um, certainly the bar has given me that opportunity. Um, mm. I've been uh, more than fortunate to have all of that flight time at the bar. I do six to ten shows a night, four wow. nights a week. And I've been there for about five years. So I've done literally thousands and thousands of shows down there. Right. And so, yeah, you know, I don't, it's not harder for me by any means to, sure. to perform at the bar. That to me feels like home. So now anytime I go somewhere else, that's it's harder for me. Right. Now, not that that's harder either, but it's definitely outside of my uh, you know, normal zone. Out of that comfort zone. You sure. Know. Well, I, for me, it's, I think I think my 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 line of questioning on this is that if you're doing because when I was starting out and I also am a professional balloon artist, I actually specifically got like Applebee's and 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 um, El Chiritos and so on, and I specifically went to them and said I want to do this table to table, and they went okay, here's some money, and boom, and I. I know that when I worked the tables and had to go there, I had to find a way into them because they're there to drink and eat. And I had to, you know, find a way in. And then you find this sort of improv way of doing it because I make the statement all the time saying the dad was the hardest person and he was also the guy usually with the dollar bill or the 20 that would tip. And right. I would say you, I had to make fun with dad, not make fun of dad. So I tend to find that people that do that type of stuff and bars um, have a better sort of uh, rhythm and understanding understanding of the audience as opposed to somebody who's standing up doing platform going I don't need to interact really with you I can sort of go through technical stuff you know what I mean yes for sure yeah um yeah you know I I don't know I do bar magic in a natural place for magic mm -hmm. so they came there to see magic yeah, so it's true. a little bit different for me you know I used to do stand-up comedy also and you know, the difference between doing a set at the comedy store or the Laugh Factory and then doing that same set in a bowling right. alley on a comedy <laughs> night is huge. They came there to bowl and you're doing comedy. Versus they came there to see stand-up comedy. Yeah. And so at the Magic Castle, they came there to see magic. Um, but like I said, I think a bar in general would be good for that because it's it seems a natural place to do close-up magic. It's a conversational, fun place. They're already looking at you. So I, I don't know that it would be much harder once it was established in any other bar. Sure. Brent, uh, I've, been quiet, I've been quiet because I'm yeah. roughly doing some math. Roughly 10,400 shows Mike has done oh at my. that Magic Castle. So uh, you get good pretty quick. Uh, Mike gets good pretty good after doing it time after time again. Yeah. That's why even strolling magicians, if they have a regular job at a restaurant, mm -hmm. is you're paid to practice, basically, right. but now Mike's doing That's actual cool. shows where there's seats. And it's very, although the bar is informal, when Mike starts to show, it gets formal pretty quick. People aren't coming and going during his, whatever, would you say, Mike, 15, 20-minute show? Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, exactly. Anywhere uh, from 10 to 20 minutes, depending on how I like them. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mike, a uh, question for you is, is that how often are you changing any of your tricks or adding or taking away? Always. Okay. I'm always working on something new because if you have a gig like that and you're not constantly trying to improve on something new or work out new material, then it's a waste. Right. And so 
I it's every week I'm working on something. Yeah, because you probably out, have kids, people. Out new lines. This, you know, this is what I'm going to do this week, and right. try to get those moments down. Or and and then that too work on very. You know, for me it gets down to, well, I have done this routine thousands of times, so now I'm going to break it down, and I'm going to try to make this one moment so much stronger. How how can I improve this moment? Oh, cool. Or this is a weak spot of my routine. How am I going to change this? So once I've done it thousands of times, then it's you know. I can do it without thinking and the muscle memory is there and I, you know, so now I can focus all of my attention on their energy and controlling the energy of the audience and manipulating that. That's, the so that's where my focus comes in. Great. Um, well, it was with that, when we shot his DVD, Subterranean Deceptions, we asked permission from the castle and worked out some things. And we, a lot of this literally shot at the bar, where it was super comfortable for Mike to, to do it. And he knows the angles, because mm-hmm. in a bar, there's nobody behind you, which is nice. And your kind of side angles are sometimes a situation. So we worked on that. So it's shot in his environment, so he can see it. And we, there was a real audience there. So it was a lot of fun to shoot, to see it you know, on camera, because Mike's never seen himself on camera, so it was cool to have him watch himself do magic behind his bar, and uh, it's a lot It's a lot of fun, and, and like you said, Will, it's, there's a little bit of cards, a little bit of coins, a little bit of mentalism, you can kind of do anything behind the bar, uh, it's a fun thing. There's actually a customer that comes in, uh, that maybe we'll get on the show one of these days, that just built a bar at his house, and he wants to start getting into bar magic and doing things oh, that great. seem like normal objects, like martini shakers or yeah. shots of, you know, whatever are normal-looking type things that would be behind a bar. So that's a whole other realm. <clears throat> and, of course, bought Mike's DVD. Yeah, we'll, fe- we'll feature that in just a, a, bit of, a little bit of time. Uh, I have to tell you, Mike, the coolest thing is about your website is you really aren't a very um, touting guy. Uh, it's a very... You know, it's a beautiful site. And oh, if, thank you. Uh, yeah, if you go to Mike Pichotta, it's P-I-S-C-I-O-T-T-A dot com. That's Mike and then P-I-S-C-I-O-T-T-A. And it's Pichotta, right? Yeah, Pichotta. Okay, Pichotta. Pichotta. Okay, good. And what, what nationality is that? Yeah, that's Italian. Italian, okay. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I'm, I'm not going to try to make a joke of this, but when I first saw it, I thought of Pichotta. I don't know why. But I did. Up, 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 bruschetta. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> oh, bruschetta, Mike bruschetta. Yeah. Mm, yummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, my wife pronounces it some other strange way. But she's really good at languages, and so I, I'm always feel stupid mentioning like tortillas or bruschetta to her because she'll go, "Oh no, it's a huh. okay, whatever." So, right. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty. Um, I'm I'm amazed. It's just this really basic, uh, beautiful um, looking. Site and so and people, that, is your contact stuff on there, Mike? And people hire you from that site, or yeah, is there an agent? Yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah, uh, let's also give your Twitter account, which is Mike underscore P I S C I O T T A. That's Mike underscore P I S C I O T T A. Hey, do you have an Instagram at all? And my Instagram oh, is yeah. that, but it's Mike Pashada underscore. So Mike P I S C I O T T A underscore, and that's my Instagram. Remember that? I use that anymore. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll link it. We'll link it in our Instagram account. And in fact, off my website, linkfashada dot com, I think on the about or on, in the bio or maybe under the testimonials, there's some uh, there's a follow Mike button that could link you right to my Instagram also. Yeah, you have. Uh, yeah, all in the side. Oh, there, there's a great picture of Dick Van Dyke. That's very cool. 
yeah. um, on that page. Uh, I imagine that, of course, being at the castle and uh, in Hollywood, um, that you meet lots of great people. Who, who's your favorite, if you can remember, because you've been doing this a long time, uh, who's your favorite person that you've met? Kip Thorne and Stephen Hawking. Oh, wow. Yeah, without a doubt. That, that was the, for me. I, I do shows for celebrities um, so often, you know, at least a couple of months, if not one a week. It's, it's like that. They're, they're there a lot, and they tend to bring them on down, and we close up the bar, and I do private shows for oh, them nice. often, which is great because I book a lot of my private outside work that way. Of course. And so I end up working for a lot of those folks in their houses and at their parties. Right. Um, but, uh, and so I, I rarely, I, I'm fairly used to it and I rarely get starstruck, but, uh, those mm-hmm. guys definitely, Stephen Hawking and Kip Thorne, and I got to do this whole time travel thing with Kip Thorne. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm real into that. And I did a whole time travel set for him, which was amazing. Um, but those, that's who stands out for me. Um, I guess maybe we could talk about the award show. The Magic Castle every year has a big award show, and there's awards for certain, the- you know, certain showrooms. And there's yeah. a parlor magician of mm-hmm. the year, and there's a stage magician. They have a lecturer magician of the year, and then they got close-up magician of the year, which all the members vote on. And a couple of years ago, Mike uh, was in the nomination with some other names and 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 won that award. And what what was that like? That what was that? I was sitting next to him in the uh, theater, but. Why don't you tell these guys what you thought about when they said your name and in that auditorium when you're about to get a prize or not get the prize? Uh, well, either time that I won, I didn't expect to win. Um, the first time was my first nomination, and so wow. I wasn't expecting to win. And um, so it was a uh, it was a pretty big surprise when I did. And then because I had won the previous year, last year when I was nominated again, I was nominated for Lecturer of the Year and Close Up Magician of the Year. And so I didn't, I thought, well, I'll split my votes, and I won last year, so I won't win that again. And so, again, it was a huge surprise when they called my name for that. And and then what do you get? You get the award. You get to say something in front of everybody. What else do you get when you get the award? Well, I I got uh, Magic Wands made by John Gaughan. So now you have two. Two of those, yeah, and these handmade beautiful, beautiful Magic Wands. They come in a nice case with a, you know, Rouse plaque that says my name and close-up magician of the year and the year and so can you win uh, again next year? Money and, uh, no, I'm. You can only win two times total. I, I can't even be nominated again. So you're out, you're out you for could life. Go for, you could go. What? You're, he's out for life. <laughs> I'm out for life. Oh, close-up. So close-up. Yeah, I did <clears throat> at the parlor though, so um, I could certainly be nominated or win that. I just finished a week in there. Do you have a Do you have a, a goal or a wish list? Would you like to win in one in each room, mm-hmm. or do you have you done it? Have you done your job? You've got the two, and you're good. Or oh, well, uh, you know, it's certainly it's wonderful to win, and it, it doesn't hurt uh, the private bookings and things like that. So, yeah. of course, I want to, but that's never my goal. Um, I didn't go into the parlor thinking, oh, now I'm going to go win a, a parlor award. Um, you know, to for me, it's art, and and I don't think of it as something that you compete in and I, I the idea of competing against my peers for something has just never been a part of that for me that's never been a uh but you beat them a part of it yeah but that's <laughs> not you know, why you do it i didn't go into it right. though i didn't go into it going well this is an act for this you know this is a competition type of act or this is that i went in 
thinking, well, how can I make my act as strong as I can make it? And for the real world, uh, the, you know, the point of doing any of these rooms for me, I do the parlor now because the work that I'm doing outside uh, tends to be more stand-up shows now. Sure. And so I'm standing in front of groups of people. And so this is the type of magic now that I want to focus on. You know, for close-up magic, I have the bar. So to go do that room for me now is, you know, it was to build a close-up act and that I could take outside of there. And that's how it started. And then I did that. And so every time I'd go in that room, I did a different act. I'd never do the same 20 minutes because I wanted to come out of there with new material every single time. And so that's the point, right? You get to go yep. have 25 shows where you get to, to work out some material. And so that's what the parlor was for me, too. I'm certainly not thinking about an award when I'm putting an act together. Um, boy, of course, that would be nice, but it's not a concern for me. And in fact, after winning the two close-up, to me, I thought, well, I don't have anything to prove. So with that now, so um, it took the pressure off a bit. But of course, I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> All right. Hey, last question I want to ask uh, is, would you have any advice? I always say it's the best four-letter word in the English language, free advice for any magicians that are either starting, up and coming, or expert uh, that you would say, it doesn't have to be surrounding bar. It could be whatever. Is there one thing that you tend to focus on uh, in your craft that you would say, look, uh, son, here's what I think. Is there a tip you can give people? Um, yep, magic is real. Uh, it's a real thing. The, uh, the experience of magic is real when you do that for people. Now, sometimes you can just do tricks, but it's possible to create actual magic for people. And I'm not saying the supernatural is yeah, real. Sure. I'm saying that the experience of it is real. Right. And that that's what you should keep in mind um, when you're when you're building an act is that you're or at least have a goal for me I guess that's my goal is to create real magic for people so I, I guess uh, keep that in mind and read a lot um, and I don't just mean magic books right. because all of my best ideas come from other sources and mm -hmm. then I think of the magic that goes with it or I get an idea for something from a book I read, and then I go, well, what in my magic toolbox could turn this into an effect for me? Or right. To share that idea with people. So th that would be mine, is just read a lot of things besides magic. We read a lot of magic, too, and, of course, practice, but read other things. And try and, to create real magic. And enjoy what you do. There, there's guys, I think we talked about it before, well, there's guys that come to this magic store that come on Thursdays or Fridays, and they pick out their things for their weekend, and they're dead inside, right? They come and, I need a pack of mouth coils, I need two decks of cards, <laughs> and I need a pack of this, I got okay. 17 shows, I want to murder myself. Whereas Mike, every show looks like it's his first show. He's so energetic and so ready and clearly likes doing what he's doing. He's not, almost a paycheck is secondary, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I do what I do because that's what makes me happy, right? Joseph Campbell said, follow Joseph your bliss. Campbell and doors will open for you that would not have opened for anybody else. And I live my life on that principle. Follow your bliss. You know, and I know what makes me happy, and so I, if, if the moment this doesn't, then I change it. Absolutely. But I love what I do. 
Well, I totally get what you're talking about in that uh, realm because I spent many years uh, producing and on air as a metaphysical, back when they call it metaphysical, uh, talk show host. So kind of get Campbell and uh, Joseph, uh, uh, I and Thou. Anyway, it's a lot of great stuff. But one thing you said that kind of sticks out to me that I think is really crucial is the fact that you said uh, read and get as much as you can under your belt about life and things going on. And I think I want to say about that that is so brilliant and absolute is the fact that you're in a bar. And what are bars? It's like social media. You're supposed to be social. So in bars, you are, in essence, uh, striking up or having conversations. And I know, because I've traveled enough around the world and talked to people when I'm doing my shows in general, that the best times are the times you're having conversations with people and you lose track of time. That's the I am now. Um, and, and you're really, there. it's effortless. And at the end of what you do, whether it's magic or whatever you do, if the person can go, gosh, it was like kind of like being with a friend, and then you're doing what you do, I think, in my opinion, that's kind of really what, uh, what in essence, you're sort of saying is, hey, you can learn as much as you want about magic, but quite honestly, how many people are going to want to sit around while you're doing magic talking about magic if you're not with magicians? Probably not a lot. So I get that idea. All right, Mike Prashada, uh, let's go over some of the stuff. MikePrashada.com, that's M-I-C-K-P-I-S-C-I-O. No, it's M-I-K-E. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't go to that <laughs> site. M-I-K-E-P-I-S-C-I-O-T-T-A.com. Just go to our site. And Mike Prashada underscore on Instagram. And yeah, and then of course on Twitter, it's Mike underscore Prashada. I'm so sorry. Yeah, somebody took that Mike underscore Prashada on Instagram and really screwed me over on that. I have to have two <laughs> I have two as well. Can't you yeah, get, you know, Matthew. you can take, I mean, I don't know unless someone else's name name is exactly like yours, you can actually go in there and literally change the underscore on that end. So No, you, no, no. Somebody took it. Another Mike Fischel oh, already took it. it. Sorry, and that's I had I to have that was my Twitter thing, which I don't get on Twitter. I, I use it, but... Uh, I, I had had that on Twitter for a couple of years, and then when I got Instagram, it was already taken. Gotcha. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, it is. Uh, okay, hey, there it is. Appreciate you coming on the show, and Brent, you Thank and I, you. yeah, you and I, Brent, are going to close out and do a couple of things. So hang tight. We're going to take a small break. Don't go away. Hey, if you're looking for a trick to add to your repertoire, the Magic Apple Quality Products presents the Gypsy Balloon DVD by Tony Clark. This is one of the strongest pieces Tony Clark has ever created. He just used it to close his hit show, Masters of Magic, in a 1,200-seat theater in Lake Tahoe. Here's a testimonial. After seeing Tony do his gypsy balloon routine, I was blown away. Tony found a way to motivate and elevate the classic and powerful gypsy thread trick into a truly powerful piece of magic and theater. His routine actually is too good to release, and I wish I had the exclusive rights to it. This is something I would put into my show immediately, and I predict a lot of people will do just that. Danny Cole. It includes 30 feet of thread for only $25. Hey, go to the website, themagicapple.com. That's right, themagicapple.com to get this amazing trick by Tony Clark. All right, welcome back to the Magic Apple, of course, Magic Apple radio show. Hey, you can check out the Magic Apple, the store that is in Studio City at themagicapple.com, where you can find anything that you are going to walk in 
and into the shop and you can find online and check it out. And uh, oh, and I'm I'm just letting you know is in the beginning of the show is gonna let you know, Brent, that I'm hanging on to a new deck I got at the store and I love it. It's not it's not still not my magic uh, or my hocus pocus deck. Your hocus pocus. I know you love the hocus pocus. I think love you got the dark fall deck, right? The I did. black on both sides deck, which is a cool not the best for magic, but a no. very cool handling deck, great for practice. It is. And you know what's really cool I want to mention in decks now that is happening that, you know, when we first started out was not happening is you, know, you break open the pack and you look in there and there's all in most cases there's usually a double uh, backed card or there mm-hmm. is a different color like this one has all of this is a dark this is basically a black on gray sort of deck unless i'm colorblind which is most guys um and then it has an ace of spades that's b- basically white and remember I, this is the reason why i love that so much is that back in the day you would have to take a like an eraser or a really small fine uh sandpaper if you wanted to get rid of pips or something and now they put in neat little extra cards that are kind of normal. I love that part. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, you got 56 cards in the deck, right? So you have 52 yeah. cards you got to use and then four extra little goodies. But yeah. So many decks come with some cool stuff like that. I, I love it. Yeah. Anyway, this deck is great, but I like it because it actually has a really good, flexible sort of feel to it. A little thinner and you, so uh, front palm, back palm stuff. Really kind of a fun deck, but there it is. I guess I'm pushing that deck. Um, okay. Hey, let's talk about, uh, of course, the 19th, November 19th, coming up. November 19th is coming up, yeah. Yeah, we've got a day of lectures, and Mike, our guest from today, will be the middle lecturer, and uh, he's going to talk mm-hmm. about a bunch of great stuff, talk about bar magic, and everybody in the room gets a free routine with special cards called Flying Sandwich that he's oh, kind yeah. of been known to do a lot at the castle. Uh, he'll have things for sale, and then Eric Mead, of course, will be there, and Bob Fitch. You can go to adayoflectures.com. There's a about a dozen seats left because we only allow 50 people in there. So, adayoflectures.com, 99 bucks gets you the three lectures, gets you lunch, parking, coffee, snacks. It's a really fun kind of day of magic. So, if you're around Studio City on November 19th, make sure you register before the before. day. We don't take any mm. before. Yeah, we don't take any at the door sales. So, adayoflectures.com, or give us a call at the Magic Shop, Magic Apple in Studio City. Yeah, what's the phone number? Eight one eight. So if you go to, uh, of course, themagicapple.com or the new magicappleradioshow.com, you can actually see Subterranean Deception by Mike Piscata uh, on here and check it out. There's a link at the bottom. You can click through and buy it. Uh, It's it's very cool. You should check it out. And the, the reason why it's really cool, let's be very clear, is that it's not just one trick. It's a, you know, it's a handful of magic that, you know, potentially you could do strolling or bar type of thing. And that to me is just like golden. It's the stuff that you can walk around with on you do and uh, break it out anywhere. And this DVD, as you can see when you watch it, will kind of give you that sort of like upper end sort of magic stuff that you can do. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not just, you know, it's, although bar, uh, Mike's a bar magician, it's yeah. not just bar magic. No. Like Will said, you can do stuff with your friends informally or in a formal show. Some of this stuff is great for a formal show. There's an amazing mm-hmm. martini shaker routine in there that's yeah. great, even if you're not a bartender. So check it out, Subterranean Deceptions. You'll love it. 35 bucks. 
Not a bad deal. Yeah, it comes, it comes with special gas cards inside the box. So. Oh, that's kind of cool. Hey, if you want to check us out on a real radio station, we're going to be start gathering more, but this 30-minute show can be listened to on KOWS. That's 92.5 radio station. It's actually out of Occidental, which, by the way, is a Northern California radio station. But nowadays, hey, you can listen to things anywhere in the world, and uh, they're streaming it live. Uh, and, of course, you can go to CastBox, that's C-A-S-T-B-O-X, Dot .fm that's c a s t b o x.fm check it out and get the app it's a really cool app with a lot of great stuff in it all the shows will be listed on there that's castbox.fm sign up it's free and you know it's kind of like SoundCloud and Pandora and iTunes all in one and you can actually shuttle through and find parts of the show where you can listen to just the interview and all that other fun stuff but uh, that is it a couple other things really quickly twitter it's um, at the underscore magic underscore Apple. That's the Twitter account for the show. I'm sorry, for the uh, for the store. Instagram, it's Magic Apple Store. And for the radio show, it's Magic Apple Radio. Uh, wow, that's it. Uh, anything else you want to Don't add? Forget, right? we're, still, we're still taking submissions for our hashtag ribbon spread. The most creative, fun ribbon spread you can come up with, which is basically uh, spreading a cards on a surface. It or whatever. It doesn't have to be a... It doesn't have to be on a close-up pad. It doesn't have to be anywhere. Hashtag ribbon spread. Upload it to the Insta- your Instagram yeah. account. We're going to have some prizes, some winners. We'll check in with you in about a week or so. But keep them coming. We've got some really creative ones so far. Somebody with magazines. That's me. M. That was, that was me. clever. Yeah. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, one guy did it with uh, using Tony Clark's Insider Secret Book, which I was a uh, guest last week. Yeah. So somebody did a ribbon spread with that. So you can just search on Instagram, hashtag ribbon spread, or upload it to Instagram, and uh, we'll have some prizes. Yeah, we don't care if you spread pizza. I don't care. Yeah, anything. Why? Come on. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah. Why don't you spread old, uh, like old Dodgers? Never mind. All right. I promise I wouldn't say it. <laughs> I couldn't resist. All right, folks. We hope you have a great uh, great week. Thanks, Brent, for hanging out. We'll see you next Thank week. Thank you okay? so much. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back next time with another special guest on Magic Apple Radio. Boom. See you next week. Hey, we all know that decks of cards have really become popular in the recent years with cardistry and the increased popularity of card magic. Well, the Magic Apple Quality Products has tons of decks you can buy. But today, let's talk about the Houdini deck. These are almost out of print. For the first time ever, the United States Playing Card Company and the Magic Apple have created an all-new deck called the Houdini deck. The idea came from Anthony Giff, and the images and the original artwork was created by graphic designer Steve Mitchell. Now, the handling of these cards is like no other. You get two jokers, 52 playing cards, and even the world-famous trick, the trick that fooled Houdini. Both Richard Kaufman and Stephen Mitch consulted on the instructions to the effect. These are included. Don't miss this chance to get these cards. We are the only place that has them, so order now. TheMagicApple.com It, it I is. Just, 
read the survey about it. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting take on forcing a playing card. It, it is, and I'm totally amazed by it because if you, if you go to uh, Magic Apple Radio on Instagram, you'll see that. And I was really blown away because I didn't understand the numbers and because I thought for sure, of course, Classic Force, and we'll talk about this later, but I'm totally amazed by the numbers and uh, what they're saying, but yet yeah, definitely talking about uh, the Force will come yeah, in. And, the force. And, it, and most of those forces are in beginner books and yeah. people overlook it because they're too good at it, but when it comes to one, down to a real audience, now, if you need to fool your magician buddies, by yes. all means, do the, the hard-hitting, knuckle-busting card slights and the card sure. forces, but if right. you want to entertain an audience and, and concentrate on pre- presentation, some of these, I guess, intermediate or beginner card forces are the winners for sure. Yeah, and you know what? You have a very good point there, and I'm dying to talk about this because, you know, as a magician, we always are looking at, and I have a pen in my hand, and by the way, I've had a deck the whole show. Um, I, I, you want to put the pen in your hand and close it. You know, we're always working towards look. You can easily go finger roll, pose, pose, slap it in your hand, turn it left and right and go, boom, it's gone. But the most natural way, and that's where things like you talk about the force and and to be surprised next week to find out the one that you said, and I agree, is the best, in my opinion, is so simplistic that it is it's right. one of the ones you first learn literally first learn yeah. but it is the most one exactly. of the most simplistic if you want to get royal road to card magic the hardbound version of it you can get it on the site of course it's the magicapple.com check it out and just search up of course royal road of magic but listen what card magic what i'm going to do as well is we're going to put it on the instagram page the picture uh, and then we'll okay. some thoughts and we'll see what people think and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Down the road, I'm sure we'll be able to offer some fun little things if you interact with us because isn't that what magic's all about, is interacting? I think so. I think we'll do a contest. I think that'll be our goal, Will. We'll do a contest for our, before our next show and see if we can announce the winner. So check out our Instagram, Magic Apple Radio. We'll put mm-hmm. a contest up there for some free prizes, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, and we'll put it, if, you, if we can, on Magic Apple uh, Store. That would be, you know, just sure. a little cross-promoting. Uh, lots of great stuff. Uh, you know, I don't think there's any uh, other things we could do. The The interview with Tony was just so great and so wonderful. That's the stuff that we'll be bringing you uh, and perhaps from all around. I um, want to ask you in closing, how you doing on the big event on November 19th? Is it all booked up? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, there's still about 15 seats left for a day of lectures. It's at the Sportsman's Lodge in Studio City on November 19th. It's a full-day event with three lecturers, includes lunch, includes snacks, parking. For $99? I mean, Uh, that's... Bob Fitch is one of the presenters, Eric Mead, and the two-time close-up magician of the year, Mike Bichotta, which I believe we'll be hearing from soon. Yeah, and you know, just to even, quite honestly, if you want to network, because that's a lot of what we do in this industry. I mean, as an actor, as a magician, as a whatever, um, we, you know, you get what your la- next job from your last job a lot of times. But in networking and the things you get uh, from uh, what you're talking about, and you even said you get an area, you'll be in an area sitting and you'll get a, like a close up pad or whatever, and you'll be able to actually, you know, work it as you're doing it. A hundred bucks. Yeah, you Follow along, everybody's got a table in front of them, and whether Mike is going to do some close-up stuff or Eric's going to do some fun wow. stuff, you can follow along, you can ask questions, live interaction. Unbelievable. It's a great way to learn magic. That That's, wow. Okay, that's amazing. Check it out, of course, the Magic Apple store, and go to themagicapple.com and check it out. Hey, a great show this week, Brent. I appreciate your time. You too, Will. Thanks for 
coming out, and we'll talk again soon. All right, folks, the Magic Apple Radio Show. We'll see you soon. Castbox.fm, and we'll be here next week. See ya. Hey, folks, everybody knows that learning how to do a magic trick can be pretty easy, depending on the trick. But learning how to be a magician that works and succeeds and actually makes money is another thing. That brings us to Inside Secrets by Tony Clark. So here's the book. This book has an amazing amount of things that you get extra in there. Number one, you get the book. Number two, it comes with an additional workbook. And number three, it comes with a DVD. All this stuff should be a lot, a lot of money. But it's only $50 on themagicapple.com. Don't miss the opportunity to learn more than just sleight of hand, trick presentation, learn how to be in the business and stay in the business from one of the masters, Tony Clark. Check it out on themagicapple.com. Thank you.